Welcome to the Teaching with Inquiry live podcast replay, fitting it all together to make inquiry-based learning accessible, practical, and fun for both teachers and their students. Here's your host from madlylearning.com, Patty Firth. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Teaching with Madly Learning. Tonight, we have a special treat for you, and I want to talk about student-teacher writing conferences. And in particular, I want to walk you through what a writing conference looks like. We're going to follow the structure that I outline in my Ignited Literacy course, and we're going to walk through why we are using student-teacher conferences to help improve our students' writing skills. And I actually have a special guest Um, to show you exactly what a writing conference between a teacher and a student looks like. And I'm going to pause every once in a while to stop and explain what it is that's happening in that writing conference and give a bit of commentary about what's happening during that. So hi, my name is Patty, and I am a teacher in Ontario, Canada. I am also the teacher author behind madlylearning.com. And every Monday night, we have a brand new video that comes out where we talk about all things teaching in the junior grades all across the country. And it is my hope that through these videos that we can demystify things about teaching, that we can make your life simpler and stress-free by reducing some of the prep and planning that you may be doing all on your own. This is all about writing conferences. So I feel that one of the best ways to get your students to make the most gains in their writing is to structure some time in your literacy block to have individual student writing conferences where the teacher meets with the students and discusses the students writing based on the goals that they're working on and the goals are right there on the goal board behind you the entire time you're doing that conference with those students and you are discussing what the student is writing their strengths their needs and their next steps as to what they're going to do the next time to improve their writing now it is imperative when you're doing this that you are playing the long game and not the short game so when you are looking at getting students to improve you are looking for small incremental improvements along the way so enjoy tonight's video all about student teacher writing conferences Hey everybody, I wanted to talk about the formative assessment with writing and I've asked my daughter Madeline to join us so that I can walk you through exactly what a writing conference can look like with your students. So Madeline is in grade four and she wrote this piece of writing when she was in grade three um, in the springtime when we were all at home. So for the purposes of this conference, I am going to be evaluating her based on if she were at the end of grade four, beginning of grade five, just to show you as a demonstration of what you would do if you have a student who's presenting you below grade level expectations for their writing. Okay, so we have all about dogs and puppies. So let's look at what you have here. So I really like how you put a table of contents that is very well organized. So that is excellent. And you have a paragraph here on puppies and how to care for them. And you have another paragraph about facts about puppies and jobs that puppies do. And things specifically about the kinds of dogs that are trainable. 
and an index, which is a nice addition. So you've got a lot of great features here in your writing. So we filled out a writing feedback form um, about your goals. So the writing feedback form is something that a student would complete prior to meeting with you. And again, this is something where you're to save yourself some time because you're conferencing with a whole bunch of students. You're going to want to make sure that they hand you their writing before um, you have you sit down and conference with them. So you do want to have pre-read it and have an idea as to what it is that you would like to say to them. So normally the day before my conference is scheduled with students, I will have hand in their writing and their writing feedback form that is completed. And then I will make notes either um, on my own notes or if I have just the paper copy, if I'm doing pencil and paper, I'll simply just put a sticky note on top of the writing feedback form and make my own notes of what I want to say as the positives and, and growths and next steps for each student. So these are the things that Madeline told me um, that she wanted to work on. And she did use our goal board behind to come up with those goals. So we filled out a writing feedback form. This is your writing feedback form. So let's look at some of the things that you did really well in your writing. So what are some of the things that you think you did well? Um, I think I did well in the researching. Okay. Tell me about what you did for researching. Um, I went on to Epic and looked um, for Epic's for puppies and dogs. Okay. Did you look at one book or did you look at more than one book? I looked at one and why do you think that's a good idea when you're writing? Because you need, um, because you don't want to copy other people's words. You want it to be your own and you want to have lots of different things. Okay. So how did you take all of that information? So it says here that you used jot notes. Mm -hmm. So how did you use jot notes? Because your paragraphs aren't in jot notes. So how did you get it from your research on jot notes that you said you wrote and then um, do writing? I, I um, took them, like took things that were very interesting to me and um, wrote them down on a piece of paper. And, okay. And. So one of the things I like to do in the writing conference is to first always focus on the positives and really build up those strengths, reinforcing some of the things that she has done really well and giving those attention and letting her know that she was on the right track. So she was doing the right thing. And by mentioning these things to her in a conference, it's something that she will then repeat when she's doing it again, because it's something she did well so that she knows that she's on the right track. Not every time do students actually know that what they did was the right thing. So reinforcing that at the beginning of that conference is always a key way to say, you know what, here are the things you did really well. And most of the time students are surprised that that's something they did well, because for them, it's just something you do, or it's just something they tried, but they don't always really know whether that's the thing they should be doing. So by reinforcing that they did a good job and rewarding them by letting them know that will most likely allow them to continue to repeat those positive skills. I made that to complete full sentences and made a paragraph. Okay. So how do you know that something is a paragraph? Um, because it's a group of sentences that all are focusing on the thing. Okay. 
Now, Madeline has just mentioned here that shows what a paragraph is. So this is a key piece of information that I'm going to want to remember because she's able to understand the elements of a paragraph. And that's great information that I probably wouldn't really have gleaned in another way from her by simply observing her or even knowing that she has that information. Um, just because she makes a paragraph doesn't necessarily mean that she actually knows that that's the components. It also allows me to know that she has internalized some of the messaging on a hamburger paragraph. So for the longest time in my office, there was a hamburger paragraph on the board and we were doing our own homeschooling in the spring. And I know that she's covered hamburger paragraphs with her teachers. So for that has been internalized. So that's a good key piece of information that I'm definitely going to make note of in my own assessment that she gets it. She understands where a paragraph is and then that will inform my future instruction and where I'm going to go with Madeline. Let's look back. So let's look back at your report here. So I want to look at your very first paragraph here. Can you tell me about the quality of this paragraph? Um, it's telling you about like a good way to care for dogs and puppies because at first they might be really scared and not know where they are. Okay. And you have all of this information. You have a couple of different sentences. The one thing I've noticed that's missing from this is an introduction sentence, which would tell you overall what your paragraph is about, as well as the conclusion sentence. So you have your facts, you have at least three sentences from your jot notes, but I would love for a paragraph for you to start, remember the hamburger that we were talking about? Remember that the hamburger has buns? So right now, this paragraph here, it has no buns, it's just a bunch of meat and vegetables. So we need to add those funds, the introduction and the conclusion sentence. So the next time you write a report, I want to make sure that you start off all of your sentences and your paragraphs with those introductions and conclusions. Okay. okay. So this is another area where I have been... I can relate the things that she needs to work on, the things that are missing. So we've just talked about all the great things that her organization is good. She's got it organized into sections. She clearly knows some of the features of a nonfiction text form. However, her paragraphs are underdeveloped and still need to have introduction and conclusion sentences. I've related it back to that hamburger paragraph, which she has internalized. She already has told me she understands what a paragraph is, but she's missing those key points. And being able to let her know that that's what I want to see the next time. So it's not that I'm going to be marking her down this time. It's that's your next step. Your next step is you did a great job this time. Here's what I want to see the next time you do it. Um, and this is a type of conversation that is able to help students move along. They can remember the next time they write a paragraph. Oh, right. I need to remember. That's what I'm working on is adding those introductions. It's not about feeling bad about what they wrote or that they're, what they wrote is missing or horrible. In fact, what they wrote is great, but there's always going to be something else that they need to add or need to work on. So having these conversations in this way where it's, here's what we're going to do next. This is great. What's our next step? It's a great way to provide students with that feedback, it allows me to have a lot of assessment. I already know there's a couple of expectations that I can 
check off as to where we need to go. I know she knows how to organize ideas into subsections. I know that she knows how to take jot notes because I have seen her jot notes. She has jot notes and she did do research with multiple sources. That is some, that is a few expectations that she's already shown me that she knows how to do. I don't need to, with her, spend a ton of time anymore on doing that. That's not her focus. Her focus is going to be on improving those introductions and conclusions. Now, I think the same thing goes for this one here. Now, tell me about this one. What do you um, think I'm seeing when I look at this page? It, um, I think you're seeing that there's, you can train all sorts of puppies um, they're young, but it's also harder to train them. That's definitely what it says. What about the writing in terms of a paragraph? So we were just talking about a paragraph. If this page were a hamburger, what kind of things would be on the burger? Um, not much, because it's only two sentences. So what do you think we can do to make this paragraph a little bit better in quality? Um, get more, like, get have more sentences. Okay. And uh, have more sentences and um, start with an opening and closing. Start with an opening sentence and close with a closing sentence. Okay. So if you're doing your research and you notice when you're writing that you only have like two sentences for one section of your report, what does that tell you? It tells me I didn't really research that much on that topic. So what should you do? I should look, like research it a little more. Yeah, we definitely want our paragraphs to all look like that really juicy, really tall hamburger, right? Okay, so I think those are now that skill, again, is an expectation. There is an expectation in the curriculum that you have students determine whether or not they have sufficient amount of research done in a certain area and whether they need to go back and do more. This is an expectation that she needs to work on. She doesn't necessarily need to work on gathering information or organizing her ideas, but she does need to work on finding more information when there is a section that is lacking. And this is something that she needs to work on. Whereas other students that you might have might need to be working on other they might need to work on gathering and it's not yet on organizing because you can't organize the data that you don't have. So we have to look at where that student is and use our assessment practices to say, okay, what are the expectations that this student needs to work on the most? Instead of assuming that they all need to work on all of them, she doesn't need to work on all of them. So I can really focus on the ones she does need to work on and make her goals for the areas that she does need to work on. And with other students, they can work on other goals. And it means that we can focus on what she needs to focus on and we can focus on expectations from other students. And for assessment for myself, I'm simply tracking, making notes, or using checklists. So either I have a checklist where I'm checking off when they demonstrate certain concepts, identifying which goal areas they need to work on, or I'm simply making jot notes. Now with the teacher feedback forms, this is really what I'm, this is really where I'm tracking what students are working on. The goal board behind me is the Be A Star goal board that I will, I will, or I've always had displayed in my classroom. Well, these expectations are 
these goals are tied to curriculum expectations. So if a student is working on organizing ideas, then that's tied to that expectation. So I know if we're writing down that that's their goal, that's something they're working on. And I can use the teacher feedback portion to make sure that I am writing what it is the student did well, what they need to work on next. And they're referencing these goals. But I know as the teacher that those goals are referencing curriculum expectations. So when I do go to evaluate the student, I can collect all of their feedback forms and look at the progress that's been made. I have next steps. I know what they've done well. I know what they're working on. I have a really solid picture with all of that evidence of where that student is when I'm ready to sit down and evaluate. And then I can also, in January, give formal tests, and there are activities in Ignite Literacy in January and February that allow you to give like snapshot assessments to see if they are doing it kind of all at once and what skills they're strong at and what skills they still need to work on as well. But through this whole process, you're using these feedback forms primarily to help you track where they are, and then you can make a note of what goals they're working on. You can Remember those goals so that you can have, you know, under the S, you can have S1, S2, S3, if you want to track them that way. Um, but if you just track where students are, what goals they're working on, this will allow you to associate those with whatever expectations you have in your province's curriculum. So I hope that was informative for you and gave you an idea of what a student teacher writing conference can look like. Now, there are a few things mentioned in the video that I wanted to let you know about. Number one, the writing feedback form is found in every single week of Ignited Literacy, including the free week in September that you can find on my Teachers Pay Teachers store. The Be A Star goal board that you see on the bulletin board behind me is also available on TPT and each one of those goals are directly tied to curriculum expectations for Ontario. So it, when you're in the middle of a conference, notice that I did not have a rubric that was guiding me along that way. We do have success criteria that students follow, but primarily they are following the goals behind me which tie to curriculum expectations. So when a student picks a goal, they're also identifying a curriculum expectation that they need to be working on, which means that what do they need to be able to do to be a good writer? All of it. So they work slowly on those tasks over the year and work at accomplishing what that is. So it makes my assessment a little bit easier and because it's written in student-friendly language a bit more authentic. So I don't always rely necessarily on having a rubric for every single thing we do because we evaluate the curriculum which focuses on the writing process, not always necessarily their adherence to a specific detailed writing form. So thank you so much for joining me. If you would like more information about the Ignited Literacy program, you can find that at www.ignitedliteracy.com. And any of the products and freebies that are mentioned in tonight's video can be found at www.madlylearning.com forward slash shop store. Thank you so much for joining us and we will see you next Monday night at 9 p.m. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Teaching with Inquiry Live podcast replay. You can find the links, resources, and more information from today's episode at www.teachingwithinquiry.com. Don't forget, you can always catch this show live on Facebook every Monday at 9 p.m. Eastern on the Madly Learning Facebook page. See you next week for another replay episode of Teaching with Inquiry Live.